Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. This week we're going to be talking about Hunger Games and other stuff. We don't know yet. It's the first episode where we don't have a plan. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. The first. No. <laughs> anyway, first episode where it's going to be clear we don't have a plan. Yeah. Just sort of sit there while I say that my name is always a T. Christian. I'm sitting here next to Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman, Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. What's happening? We also have fancy ass new microphone arms. It's, it's just, yeah. I'm, everything is wrong today. I don't yeah. know how to deal this with is, it. it. You're not supposed to change too many things yeah, at the same time. Is, so this might have been a bad I feel like idea. a cat and the furniture's been rearranged. I just don't know what to make of life. <laughs> You've got imposter syndrome. It's funny because we, we've, grass? Is that what we've got is? the opportunity to be comfortable, yeah, yes. but everyone's sitting weird on the couch like all crane <laughs> yeah, sideways. Three years <laughs> and suddenly I'm expected to sit differently. Yeah. <laughs> My back working? doesn't curve that way now. Yeah. Anyway, we thought we'd, uh, we'd, we'd talk a little bit about Hunger Games. Uh, let's start just around the room real quick. Did you have any under- did Hunger Games when there was a trailer all of a sudden where you're like, Hey, a movie called Hunger Games. What's that? Or had you heard about the books and all that stuff? I hadn't heard of the books, but I'm not really tapped into the young adult novel market. The zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. Now, I was aware of Twilight before it happened because my sister was reading those books. She was about the right age when Twilight books were happening before the movies. But Hunger Games was completely new territory for me, except for when Mike posted a blog review of it. And he said the Hunger Games. I was like, I don't know. Whatever. And then, you know, I saw the movie. That was the first time I knew anything about it, really. Yeah, I knew it existed, but I hadn't read the books or knew anything about it. Uh, but you know, then watching the the trailer come down the pike, and I got fairly excited for the at least the movie version of it. Uh, so I saw it, and I liked like the movie version uh, coming out of it. Um, and then I've in the intervening two weeks or whatever it's been, I've listened to all three audio books, and we'll, we can get into that as Jesus as we like. Wow. Yeah, who's a fanboy? No, not at all. Brian's a got fact. a girlfriend. Not at all, but we'll get into that. Oh, wow. So you, you actually, your opinion went down after encountering the books. Very, very much Interesting. so. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Dorkman, you, you read all three of them, didn't you? Because you, did you did a big review on your blog. Yeah, yeah. I did read the books because I, I don't know how, because it's not like I hang out with or know anyone who hangs out with teenage girls, <laughs> but somehow... That's I, a good, good alibi, man. That's so, good, yeah. I just, you know... You know, I never I, would have had that thought if you hadn't said yeah. that you that didn't... So now I'm <laughs> suspicious. I wouldn't have been yeah. suspicious otherwise. Doc protest too much. Yeah. Had to say, Why had bring to say? that up? Um, but it was becoming a thing. It, it was just everyone was reading it, and... and it, it, it was. It's one of those self-propagating memes where it's like everyone else is reading it. I suppose I should read it, and then the next person sees you reading it and goes, "I gotta fucking read that book." And it just kind of <laughs> viral. Sp- what, get, yeah. What get, you're saying is the whole thing was a cold explosion. Basically, yeah. Um, so, bunch of people. I, I knew that it was getting some buzz, um, and they were cheap books and they were short books. So I'm like, okay, I'll check them out. Um, and I read them really fast. It took me like a week to read them, and that was like while working so i had other things and just occasionally read it there are people who i know a lot of people who if you can set it set aside the time you can read them in like a weekend um because they are really fast reads and very um but but part of it is because they're kind of very simple and superficial yeah um and so you don't get caught up by you know ideas as you're going <laughs> you're just like this happened and this happened not, and this not happened. harry potter you're no you're exactly um but they were all right and i i actually kind of like the movie trying to it's hard for me to it's always hard for me to separate a movie from a book so it's hard for me to step back and go okay just on its own as a movie what do i think about this but i think i i mean i did like it but i might think it's really good if i'm if i'm not comparing it to the book but i'm not quite sure yet Trey, uh, I know you try to keep up with what the what the kids are doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, t- I'm totally I'm as close to teenage girls as I can be at all times. Um, <laughs> the great thing about them yeah. is, even though I keep getting older, they, <laughs> they, they stay the same age. age. Which, yeah, if, which if, unfortunately is only uh, you know a hundred yards because of that. Exactly. That if it wasn't for the restraining order, I would be even closer. But I get to go, you know. But I get to stand across the street and go, "You guys like Hunger Games?" <laughs> so we have that kind of a conversation. Anybody want to watch? I got I got Hunger Games in my van. So yeah, um, I was aware that there was this book series called The Hunger Games, and it was thing um i was aware that there was a movie based on the hunger games coming out i never saw a trailer or anything else and and i i managed to get all the way up to the release date of the movie without ever having seen anything of it or seen any clips or i didn't really know who was even in it if anyone was in it i just knew it was a thing and then i just had you know whatever i think i saw it opening night probably friday night or saturday saw it opening weekend for sure i just okay i'll just go in cold and i'll see what happens so i had no idea i had no idea what this was about other than it was kids fighting to the death i mean that was as much as i knew was the, the, the theory. and you're like i'm in 
Yeah, I'm totally in. You know, I hate kids. This Let's should go. happen more often. Um, hopefully, it's a documentary. And and I saw the and I so I saw it cold, knowing nothing, expecting nothing. And uh, and I was just I my reaction was I sat there with my jaw just open the whole time, going, "This is an insane movie." <laughs> I was just I was really impressed by the fact that it was so balls out weird and crazy and willing to be that way. Um, that, that I that's I enjoyed it on that level. I was like, okay, this is. Wow. Okay, this is a thing that uh, damn movie is scary. Ha- yeah, happening in front of me, and I, I was I was totally strapped in and and rode with it the whole way till the last ten minutes. I felt the movie suddenly starting to get hesitant mm-hmm. about. First of all, it felt like, and I've I've read this since that you know that uh, you know, that obviously obviously things have to go. You know, even in a short simple book, it's still <clears> more than you can put into a movie. So some things were for were cut out or or skipped over. I felt like there was one thing. It's like ooh that. Right at the end, I was like, I think I needed to see one explanation for that thing that just happened. And the other thing is, in the last like five minutes, I felt the movie getting hesitant about how much do I want to end this movie and how much do I want to say Just to be continued, open, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Um, for me, they aired a little too much on the to be continued, wink, wink, not, nudge, nudge, dot, 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 and didn't sort of go, okay, we're just going to call it done, and then if we make another one, then great. Um, so it, it fumbled just a little bit at the, at the goalposts for me, but otherwise I was totally on board with it the whole time and thought it was just insane fun. Cool. So if someone's listening to this and is for some reason trying to avoid spoilers, let's go around the room real quick and just say like our opinion of the movie walking out. Like I liked it. I didn't like it. And then we'll go into spoiler territory so they can bail now and go watch it if they want to. I, I need to see it again. I actually had kind of a bad experience with hunger games, uh, but I think I'm weird for the reasons that I have everything else aside from if you can get on board with really shaky cameras, especially in the first act uh it's it's a fun it's a fun particle it's it's more it's more the kind of movie i would like to see as opposed to a twilight or something like that or or percy jackson or anything like that it's like this is this is a little bit more fun and i just like the the way it's shot it just feels more adult than it otherwise could but i wasn't really big on it uh and i'll explain why in the spoiler section brian yeah i overall i liked it um also, for me, it felt like the, it was the shaky cam was a little too on that spectrum of it. It it got to the point where like, okay, I really can't quite tell what's going on here. So, give me a give me a medium shot every now and then, just so I know where people are. Um, uh, I would like, to, and I understand this is a reflection of the fact that the book is from the first person, but I would like to have seen uh, more of. Uh, a broader perspective, not just you know so much. There's already a girl to... in the leading role. <laughs> it was a broad perspective. Yes, yes, yes. I would like Whack to. Uh, I would like to have seen more of like the uh, other people's uh, participation in this whole world and, and story, um, it, as opposed to being more focused on just this is this girl in this situation. And the the movie does more of that than the book does, but uh, we'll get into that. But I still would have liked to have seen more than was actually there. Mike, good like, movie. Like it? I liked it. <laughs> well, we're going to get to the spoiler section, sure, so yeah, we can yeah. talk about it more. And Trey, you were you were into it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I I, I, I don't feel like, I don't really feel like I want to read the books. I might get around to them someday. I, mean, I wasn't necessarily inspired to read the books in a way like Game of Thrones made me go. I have to read the books right now. Um, I do I do like maybe just Mike or somebody. Or, I can just I just want to like have a side conversation about the last ten minutes of the movie. Like, okay, so what was happening off screen that I bet mm. was in the book that I just it wasn't uh, wasn't presented. In the no, movie. I bet not. I bet you see yeah. you see more. Okay, of, well, you then, see more of what's happening can, off screen can, in the movie than can we yeah. can we segue into the spoilers then? Because here's my question about the ending. Okay. Spoiler time was uh, spoilers. Turn off your thing right now. Um, is right at the end they did a thing where it's like I was okay with with the first two but then the third one made me go wait what um and again i was just relating it even though it happens in this kind of fantastic world which isn't really that fantastic i mean that world is not really that different from ours it's not that strange it's if if a few if a few versions of history had gone slightly differently that would be our world yeah Yeah. the the movie takes place in but um my question was okay they said you know obviously there are people pulling strings behind the scenes to make it more interesting you know it's a a commentary on reality shows in general that they're they're manipulated great i get that and that was fantastic so it's like okay guess what if two people from the same division survive together then they both win and they both live yay oh, okay great you know they're obviously the you know the audience is gonna eat that up at home and you know they're they're crafting drama love story great. yeah yeah then they then they said okay guess what no that's not true anymore they, okay fine um so they're gonna kill themselves and then they go okay it is true after all and i'm yeah. going at this point the audience's home is gonna go what the fuck right yeah you know yeah. 
What? 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 Uh, what's going on? And and of course, and this leads us into the whole topic of the superficiality of of the Hunger Games and how it refers to ideas without actually. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. My question is, I just that was one point that I wanted them to explain. It's like, okay, if they did that on American Idol, people would go, "Wait, what?" Yeah, you people to, people call bullshit on that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, that's that's. And does the book <coughs> answer that at all? Well, no. the, the, I mean, the book. Well, well, not the, the book. What 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 happens is they 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 want they wanted to add the drama of like ah then they have to kill each other and blah 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 because blah blah but then as as they kind of uh, talk about at the end if they had both they they did make it uh, maybe uh, it was a little too on the nose in the book but the whole thing was it it went back to um, Peta's conversation at the beginning where he's like I if I'm gonna die I want them to know they don't own me so her whole thing with the berries was like let's show them they don't own us if we're going to right. die I let's got just, I got yeah. their half of it um, I just want to know. Who pulled the Who pulled the strings off camera to say and, and how well, change the rules? Yeah, again. yeah. Well, and they, how is they, the audience reacting how to the, that? Well, yeah. the, well, how well, did the audience roll with that? Well, we right. find out how the audience rolls with that in the next okay. book, and and th- that's 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 when the cracks in the veneer start to show up. Okay, um, and and that's what leads to in the the coming books. Like we saw a hint of what's coming with the riot in District Twelve. Like, I mean, I mean, people lost their shit over 11. the ending of Mass Effect, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like because they felt it wasn't being played fair with or whatever. They they were disappointed by the ending. So right. I just spoilers, feel like, by the way. Well, yeah. the the uh, I mean, I don't know what actually happens at the end of Mass yeah. Effect. Do I. I just know there's an outcry. The uh, the in the in the capital, everyone's just like, well, that was you know, it was TV. We don't really care. It's in the districts where they they're. You know, okay. they're that's not fair. actually enjoying the show. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they've got enough, a gun yeah. to their heads, to be told. Yeah. And it's in the districts where they see that and they go, "Okay, we can scare them, and we can, we can, we okay. can affect them. They, they don't own us." And that's that's how, where the uh, the series starts to go after that. Okay, I, I just I felt like I wanted to see like you know I wanted to see Woody Harrelson or Donald Sutherland or so just a cutaway right. to them just going, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you know, right. That and yeah, and that's exactly what I felt. That's what I wanted to see, and but more of that spread through the whole story of okay, how do more of the Spielbergian thing of like okay, this is the story we're telling of these kids yeah. in mortal ritual combat. How how is that story affecting the people who are watching? It? I, I mean, I understand that things have to be trimmed and things have to go. I mean, and and one of the criticisms or not criticisms, but something that's mentioned is that. Apparently the books do go a little bit into something that's only just touched on in the in the movie is the idea of sponsors where if you can get someone yeah. at home to like you yeah. they will actually you know give you gifts and things and yeah. obviously that happens in the movie right but the idea of you know Woody Harrelson's coaching about try and make people yeah. like you because then they'll you know they'll send you parachutes with with stuff you need yeah. and that during the game during the games Woody Harrelson and presumably all of his counterparts are engaged in their own personal endeavor to woo all of these people. And Which you see you know, a little touch of. And, yeah. You see a little touch. You don't, I don't think that's what the story's about, though. I, I think spending a lot of yeah. time doing that would have been kind of wasted. Yeah, I was, I was okay by they hinted at it. You could sort of get the sense of it, and, and it was clear enough. I just, at the very end, though, it's like I, I, there was a, there's a backstage conversation that I... That, that's the only one I missed. Right. Like that last one where they go, oh, shit, we can't let them both die. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? That's an awesome ending. Right. <laughs> Remember that year they both died and everyone died. That was awesome. <laughs> well, well, but the, but that's answered by by okay. the conversation with President Snow as well, where he says, you know, you need to give them a little bit of hope, not too much, but not too little. Right. It's and, like that and, conversation should happen before they change the rules. Right. That was. Right. It just felt like like you know, it just felt like that was a little bit too much. I was okay the movie doing it. I just thought the movie needed to show how that they got away with. That. Okay. Show sure, right. your, sure yeah. your work. You yeah. mean. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's essentially my feeling is I would like to have seen more of the work of the, <laughs> the behind the scenes, but the behind the curtain of the Hunger Games themselves and the machinations that are going on there. Interesting, because my, my thing, I think all three of our, our thingies are show your work related issues. And mine was right up, right up front. Uh, we get the title cards that sort of set you up and they say, here's what's going on. And then they just drop you into it. And for some reason, I wasn't getting on board with it. I don't know why. And I don't know why that I don't know why I'll accept a T-Rex or a DeLorean, but I wasn't buying that. But for some reason, it never felt conclusively sold to me. It never, it never felt like, by the way, this is happening be, just because. Just go. It, this, this is happening. And usually that would work for me, but it, it wasn't working for me on this one. And I was like, kind of getting frustrated with it. But by a third in, I was like, we're really not going to go back and explain anything at this point. We're just going to run like a bullet train to the end of this movie now. And I think there is a world building well, issue. To yeah, it. Well, it's just I just I, I I literally had questions that I was too curious about to even pay attention about how the world works. Yeah, yeah, sh- sh- shit like that. Which, I was I, to be honest, I was I was really pleased with the movie for not for not going there. Bring that. Yes, I agree. I, I was like, damn, okay, 
You know, it's like here it is, boom. Once upon a time, zam. Yeah, yeah and it usually it usually works for me. It's be, it's behaving like it's behaving like this is a movie that is made in that world. Yeah. It's not made about that world. It's made in that world so that everyone See, watching okay, lives th- there. And there's understand. the United States, right? Yeah. And there's 50 states. You yeah. know? It's like it didn't have to like get into that. So. But, you know, I, for some it, reason... It gave, it gave me enough to, to go, all right, I, I get it. You know, enough. Um, I mean, movie, there's, there's, that, but, there's but, that little film that they show which tells you, yeah, you know, right. as much exposition Mr. as you DNA get. Mr. DNA comes in and explains yeah, the exactly. whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I never had a problem with. It's funny that it has a title that's similar to stuff that happens in this movie. But I, I never got that problem with District Nine. Now District Nine starts pretty fucking declaratively, where it's just a documentary for a little while. Like, so here's what's going on, you know, with the whole aliens, all that. That's what's going on. Well, yeah. the problem, the difference between this and District Nine, I think District I, I Nine would, goes too far. Well, what I would put, what I would, um, um, uh, you know, hypothesize is the the difference because you had the same problem with. Dark City. I mean, there were other issues with Dark City, um, uh, but uh, for you, <laughs> but but um, uh, I think I think the the difference is you know something like Back to the Future or Jurassic Park or even District Nine is they they're giving you the divergence point. They're saying they they show you the regular world. They show you Marty, you know, in the garage. Yeah. They show you the that's a really good observation. Point, yeah. Digging stuff up, and then and then they go to the new place. The reveal and, scene and and District Nine starts in that world, but it goes back and says, "Here is where this diverged from what we know." Sure, and that that um, worked for me too. Yeah, whereas Dark City does not. Dark City just drops you in, and Hunger Games just drops that's you right. in. Yeah. Now there's one I can think of one that doesn't really do that. Does Moon do that? I think Moon just starts with him mowing on the moon. Nope, Moon well, just but, starts but that. Moon way. Moon doesn't but, have anything that you need to get a hold of. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you know, moon can base get that is one. a concept that we can pretty easily grasp. Anyway, I don't know, and I was thinking about it afterwards. And, and it, this it, is why, it, yeah, and then it just slowly rolls out. Oh, this is the future, and. And he's the only one there, and you know, right, yada, right. yada yada yada, and yeah, then but that's not a whole world building thing. You have to. Say. And I was thinking yeah, about it's, it. It's much more isolated. Potter, which, so, you know, I was like, wait, what's going on here? And you have to explain all that. Right. After, what, are the, what are the boundaries of this of this world? Yeah. Afterward, I was trying to figure out what I would have liked. What, what if I could just add something to it? Would have made it work for me better? And this is why I think I need to see it again because a lot of that is just the first time you see a movie, you don't know what it's going to be, and you kind of have like a hope for what it's going to be or what it's not going to be. And then you feel kind of strongly about that. But the second time, you don't, you're not trapped by that. You kind of know what right. the movie's going to be, and you can kind of appreciate the shape of it as is. So I think if I see it again, it won't actually bother me as much. Because I couldn't think of what I would want to add to, to explain that. Because there is the title card. There is the little short film that it sort of explains it. And I was talking to Jeffrey about it, who's read all three of them. And he's like, they really don't even go into it that much in the book. She no. didn't want to talk about that. I'm like, mm, darn. Because I want to understand. Yeah, she was yeah, like, she was like of... some shit happened, and then... They they rebuilt and it turned into this super class warfare type thing. Yeah, what was your show don't tell or show show your work? What? Wow, show your work problem, Brian. Uh, it, I wanted to see more of the. For me, it felt like thematically. It for me, it feels like there's not a lot going on thematically uh, with at least the movie and I also with the books for the most part. And for me, thematically, it felt like this was a story about storytelling. Like, okay, we are contriving this story of these kids and we're gonna we're gonna fuck with the circumstances to get the kind of story we want but then what are you telling me about storytelling itself what it what is the story about the people that are trying to tell this story if that makes any sense what are the different levels of this that are going on and for me that felt like that that's where the theme any any should have been yeah any discussion of what uh, any kind of theme that this situation contains is going to be in the people that are telling the quote unquote Hunger Games story the people the, the game masters and President Snow the people who are driving this the circumstance would another way of saying it be that you you want the movie to have an opinion about itself yeah the movie yeah. the movie has no opinion yes and, and neither yes. does the book the the and it presents like yes. you said it it presents a lot of ideas without really being about any because you can say oh it's about storytelling oh it's about the the artifice of of reality TV oh it's about our obsession in reality TV with the uh, you know, pain with and the, suffering of with others. The pain and suffering of others, because yeah. that's yeah. you know that's why you watch Jersey Shore, of, not because of you, a narrative. Yeah, you, yeah, not because, but you watch determining what truth is based on based on a narrative versus actual truth. But also the idea of, I mean, you watch something like Jersey Shore because these people are a disaster, not because you actually like them. And you watch some, you know, American Idol gets its best ratings when they're showing the shitty, disastrous auditions, and yeah. you know, all all of these other things. So it's yeah, it could have been a. That's com- why the movie didn't feel like much of a stretch. To yeah, me. <laughs> I felt like I was watching American right. Idol. Right, it could have been. A I mean, it could have been a comment on the our our compulsion to in, take take 
kind of glee in, 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 the in watching, of, and of, in watching other people yeah. suffer and just taking that to the nth degree, but it doesn't really go there. And, you know, you've got the aspect of the class warfare thing where it's like, well, you've got you you could argue that it's you know the one percent versus the ninety nine percent, or you could come at it from the it's right. A choose side. your own theme movie. You can yeah. come at it from the right hand side and say, oh, it's all about the the media elite taking the blue collar people <laughs> yeah. and using them for their own amusement and stuff yeah, like right. that. Exactly. So it's like there's no clear. It, and it that's is. How you it's make a choose your own theme. At the box office. Yep. Ads. Yeah. Now, Mike, you liked the books, all right, right? Uh, now, I, mean, what were your, what, I want to know what your quibbles were. I did, it, did this bother you when I'm you saying, read it? What I'm saying, yeah, exactly. It's it's like I'm reading it. And she'd bring something up, and I'd go, "I want the whole story to be about right. that." Right. That's like, okay. That's why that was my thing. That's why you're world. telling me the story in the first place. Yeah. Run with that. And then, and then she'd be like, "No, no, that's just there." And now this other thing happens, and this other now thing happens. Now on the next plot like, point. Yeah, onto yeah. the next plot point, and the next plot point would be like, "Let's make the whole story about that." Then right. let's you know, let's construct it around you there. There's a very interesting article. I think I don't know if it was on IO9 or if IO9 was just referencing it or whatever, but it talked about how young adult fiction. Not always, because obviously you can blow the execution, but young adult fiction can translate really well into movies. Yeah. And it's probably because they're often very simple stories. Right. They're right. not vastly complex. They're about primal things that people can relate to. If, you, no. if a teenager can understand the story, <laughs> then that's good. <laughs> the, the internal life of the characters are not terribly complex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, that, but again, but in a screenwriting terms, we call that being primal. It's right, like yeah. it's not about, oh, it's midlife crisis about what kind of job should I have. Well... Certain people can relate to that, but not everyone can relate to that, as opposed to uh, we're all in the forest and we have to kill each other until the only one's left. Got it. Uh, I understand yeah. the, I understand the stakes. I understand the problem. I understand the issue. And I, I, I think I'll understand the story as it unfolds. Sure. <laughs> so it talks about how, you know, as much as, we, you know, tw- hey, Twilight, Harry Potter, you know, these lend themselves very successfully to movies because they're at their core. They're fairly basic stories. They might be in very elaborate worlds, but they're, the stories themselves are about the basic primal things that I, people relate to. You're absolutely right. And I, I mean, that's why I can't say I hated the books because – they were because you can read them very quickly and it's like okay they're very interesting they kind of you know they just like just like you're feeling with the movie they just in general the shape of the thing is kind of towards the end it goes but um <laughs> just i felt the I felt, second the second book oh yeah, god but, but i felt studio poking at the t- last 10 minutes or, or someone no, was, someone was losing someone was losing losing confidence it's pretty close to the book so was the author if anything yeah. um but uh it, it it's frustrating because it's like if you just want that, which certainly you know a lot of people do with their movies and stuff like that. They're like, I just want to turn my brain off and blah blah blah. Then great. Um, those are that's it's those kinds of books in in a lot of ways, and it's it it presents a lot of interesting ideas that you can take you know you you can take and run with on your own. But but in terms of sitting down with the books and with the movie. If you are the kind of person who's inclined to want to dig in a little deeper and kind of wrestle with what what's going on under the surface, there is nothing. It doesn't right. offer you anything. I, I which means itself. it's infinitely it's infinitely possible to make stupid Kubrickian little exactly. videos about this, and you exactly. could do entire lecture series about That's, every saying, different idea. This, this could be the this could be a situation where the fan fiction is more intellectual than the source. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where the fan fiction could be oh, about the I, which, world, which is what somebody. I haven't read any of the fan fiction, but somebody somewhere on the internet said, "Yeah, that's basically the case." And like. And I almost kind of have a compulsion to write a little bit of Hunger yeah, Games fan exactly. fiction because there's so much like material in the circumstances I, of this world. Well, and I also want to play with. But they also, I, I saw someone made a joke on Twitter as well. They were like, "Oh, God bless middle school teachers. Just look, the French Revolution. It was like the Hunger Games. You know, <laughs> World War II. It was like the, the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. <laughs> it's like just everything. You could just natural selection. It's like it's, the Hunger like, Games. You know, so. the Hunger Games, the ultimate, the, the, the ultimate teaching, tool. Yeah. teaching tool. Now, I, I, I will say that. Um, it took me a little while to get on board with uh, the shaky cam. Um, I was yeah. like, mm, but after a while, I rolled with it. I was, I was actually kind of after a while, I was sort of half analyzing it, like, wow, the the follow focus didn't even land, yeah. and they used the shot. That's amazing. <laughs> I uh, wanted to drift into conversation about like the actual movie as a film and an well, adaptation. Here's the thing, and the I, result. And I, I was like, wow, this is really fast. To the point, the point when when the movie actually did a master shot, I was actually shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that was like an action scene. Like ah! that was a, a static wide shot. 
out of the scene. Oh my god! Yeah, like like uh, you know, and I'm not I'm not you know the the negative way to say it is like oh the the director halfway through shooting suddenly read like you know how to shoot a movie. Yeah, but the <laughs> you know the director is an interesting choice first of all because you know it's like Gary Ross. Gary, Gary Ross, Ross did Secretariat. I mean you know he's Pleasantville, like, right? Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Yeah. He's only done like three other movies. Um, I'm just glad Tobey Maguire sat this one out. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> Tobey Maguire is Katniss Everdeen. Ooh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, you know, really interesting choice of director, and I thought he did a really made some interesting choices as a director as well. Um, actually, in the weirdest, the closest uh, analog um, is we've often joked about what if what if David Mamet made an action film? Now oh. we know uh-huh. because because he followed the that was the David Mamet theory. Is like David Mamet in, on directing says, yes, the art department is going to want you to get shots of the table. That's not what the movie's about. You know, they're going to look at this beautiful set we built. It's like the set is just for a place for the actors to act. That's what you want to point the camera at. And he really, you know, took that theory to heart about it's, yeah, not, it, about, it, it's not about the except, set decoration. It's not about the wardrobe. It's about, you know, telling the story that you're trying to tell. Except and, for most of the time, the camera isn't on the actors either. That's, that's well, I, like I said, I, I was, I was, really I, fa- I was fascinated by the fact that you could literally do an entire feature film successfully and be okay and with three master shots right. where most of the movie takes place mid pan yeah when i yeah. saw when i saw um mid swish pan i i read at the time that i read the hunger games it was the beginning of the last year and i saw winter's bone with mm. also with uh, uh jennifer lawrence in yes. it um which is also shot very similarly very kind of handheld and shaky and stuff like that and <laughs> Similar looking, I, just, it's in Appalachia. I just happened to yeah, it's Appalachia, so yeah. it looks like District Twelve. Right? Exactly. I just ha- I just happened to read them at the same read them at the same time as I saw that movie, and when I saw the movie, I went, "This is how they should do the Hunger Games. This wow. this is the way they should shoot the Hunger Games." And not like only that. did they, but they got the same lead. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, I'm they not really the only one who it, had yeah. that idea." Clearly, but yeah. um, I I liked it. I thought um, I don't know. I mean, you could you can make some quibbles. I'm like, all right, there are lenses. Shorter than eighty five, and uh, you don't have to cut every you know you don't have to every cut three frames. times per sentence uh, when someone's talking. Although they did chill out a bit more on that, like the reaping was when that was at its most intense, I think, and and maybe that was just to to make it really upsetting. And the reaping is one of the best scenes in the movie, I yeah, think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's a great scene. I was really like I could kind of skate by in the in the book, but. Um, in the in the movie, just seeing everyone lining up and like you know their Great Depression era uh, <laughs> costumes and stuff like that, and then seeing what what really hit me was the the very kind of DMV attitude yeah. of the yeah. of the peacekeepers is like next come on i got a hundred kids to get through it's like you got a hundred kids to sign up to die and they're <laughs> yeah. just totally like and and it was so understated and kind of skated right by but it like horrified me yeah. and i was like that's yeah. really well done and effie trinket is a character i would love oh yeah, yeah. I, I she's getting... the one who got shorted the most from the yeah. books yes um, and, and i feel she gets shorted in the books is that elizabeth as... banks yes, yes. She, she, I spent she, the whole movie the... thinking that was Frances McDormand, <laughs> yeah. by the way. It, it wasn't until was the credits. I was like, that was Elizabeth Banks? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that was Elizabeth Banks. And I love Elizabeth Banks. Go ahead. Uh, for me, she's the she's the character I am most interested by, and I would love to have seen more of her in, in the later on. What, what, is, what does she do in the books that she doesn't do in the movie? What, what about her? Well, the thing is, I mean, in the especially in the third book, she's not really around that much. And I, for me, what I find so interesting is, a, is her... And you know a lot of the entourage, which has a larger role in the books than the movie, is they're kind of naivete about it. They're they're enthusiastic about their job. They they like their job and they want to be good at it. And so it's and they're not connecting at all with the fact that they're the training that kid who's going to die. It's yeah, this exactly. notion of it, it's, yeah, a, it's exactly. another idea where it's like we're just gonna I'm you know Susan Collins just goes I'm just gonna put this class privilege thing <laughs> on the table and, yeah. I'll just and leave there it is I'll just leave this here. Yeah. And, and it's this yeah. idea that these these characters this privileged class can be in the middle of this horrible horrible situation and not at all think about the act the real consequences for the other the people that have to suffer yeah them. it's not it's not like it's not like they are they don't care to an extent yes they don't even understand there's something to care about right they have so little empathy that they yeah. it just never occurs to them to put themselves in, yeah. in the, the shoes yeah. of the people that they're dealing with because they because they know they'll never have to they're right. in the capital so you know they're they're never going to have to go into the the arena so these aren't they're not like us I don't have to empathize with right them. and that's another idea that just kind of like you say put yeah. on the table but I would <laughs> love to leave see this here and I would I would love to have seen. You know, Effie Trinket have to deal with being right. brought to that that truth. See, I'm okay with that not happening at all. I was, uh, I was one of the things. I, I'm just so happy that like they just go, here's this fucked up world, and go. Yeah, and and it's like 
and again, it's like it's fucked up, but it's really our world. There's yeah. really nothing in the Hunger Games that isn't happening right now in our society true. already. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like yeah, everyone's got a fucking weird haircut. Uh, that's that's happening right now. Well, that's certainly that's certainly the <laughs> that's idea. That's happening right now. It's just those those are different weird haircuts that are currently the style. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely true because I've been listening to the audiobooks and yeah. you know driving down Melrose for my commute <laughs> exactly. and it's like I. Yeah, that's it right there. Mel, you know, think about West think Hollywood. about the styles that we take for granted. It's like if you're if you want to be a man and be formal, you take a, a long scarf and you knit it around your neck, yeah. and that's how you get that's, that's how you look proper as a man. Right? Where the fuck did that come yeah. from? It, it makes no sense. It's just what we do right now in our society, and we all accept it. But it's like. 20 years from now, it's like, well, if you don't dye your hair blue and cut it at an angle, I mean, you're not going to be accepted in Wall Street. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know, you want to like get a, get a job as a stockbroker, you get the blue haircut, my friend. Get the power haircut. <laughs> get with the program. You know, it's like there's nothing, you know, we, we, you know, it's like you talk about Winter's Bone. It's like District 12 exists. It's yeah. called Appalachia. They mine our coal for us. You know, they die by the by the boxcar load yeah. over there, and we just don't pay attention to that. Well, maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe it's it's weird because it's it's you know presented as a blockbuster and it's a big book series whereas it's just all about it's it's more like an indie thing where it's like this is just the way things are and i'm not making a comment other than to say this is how things are (laughs) it's like it's like two two seasons from now american idol could be to the death and 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 as president bartlett said and if it is i'll watch (laughs) because that would be fucking awesome but um, by the way, uh, one of the things we have to—I I think we just have to mention—Stanley uh, Tucci. Yeah, oh my oh God. God, the role of a lifetime for Stanley Tucci. Yeah, yes. I was. Like, but he perfect. makes every role the role of yeah, a lifetime. Perfect. Yeah, but this was the one he's been waiting for. He's been in training for this <laughs> one. This was his. This was his magnum opus. He was uh, uh, honestly. I I remember saying that. I was like, why didn't an- anyone tell me Stanley Tucci was Caesar Flickerman? Yeah. Now I'm seeing this movie. <laughs> That's right. I'm there Thursday night midnight yeah. for that one. Stanley Tucci is quickly becoming my favorite character actor. He just comes in and does something all the time. And sh- just like every time, I love you, man. Yeah, I, I don't, it's... Easy A, the core, this. Yeah, it's like, I don't think about it like, oh, I hope Stanley Tucci is in this upcoming movie. But if I find out he is, yeah. I'm totally You're in. down. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's making me want to go back and watch The Lovely Bones, which I think will be yeah. the first one who ever has. <laughs> <laughs> now, the last thing I wanted to talk about, someone in the chat room was asking about the VFX. Um, the dog didn't work for me very well. Uh, and I was also just kind of constantly curious about... Was there a moment? Did I miss the sentence where they said, "By the way, this isn't just the woods; they're in a dome or something"? That's, that, that's the magic bean that I was like, "Well, there's clearly a magic bean at work," and I don't know what it is, but because the idea that they could holographically create a dog that right. can kill you, I went, "Well, that's that seems to have much larger implications." That's yeah. the one. I that's the one. I guess I would say that's the idea. They go, "You can't just leave that one on the table." I need yeah. a little more backstory on that. Well, they, because the whole world is different if that's possible. They create they create arenas. I mean, they they talk about the really big being ones a, being a game maker, and they create these giant arenas, which is like, uh, it, it's like how how they build huge stadiums for the Olympics. Like they take four years in advance and they build a huge stadium, and then they use it once, and then that's just it. Um, or is it is it that it's one arena that they completely remake in between? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's different arenas. Clear. I think. It, well, in the books, I think it's you can like go visit the various. How arenas big is it? Like there. a five mile circle or something like that? Uh, it's something like yeah, it's something like they, five they, miles. They, say, they, they established that the previous one was like an urban wasteland. Yeah, but this one's a forest and. Yeah, and uh, ooh, I want to do the urban the, wasteland one. The um, that'd be the harder dogs to shoot. Are um, they yeah, they establish the... they establish that they're genetically engineered creatures. Um, the the tracker jackers are genetically engineered. They have that technology. The mocking jays are genetically engineered. Um, and these dogs, which in the books are called mutations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the books. In the books, it was like that. That was that was another. You're absolutely right. That's a moment where I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on <laughs> in this world? Because not only are they these these dogs, which I don't think, it, yeah, the way they did it, it implied that they could just be like and here and they just spring out of the ground and yeah. you know, uh, so they're like holographic. But I think they were created and then set loose is supposed to be the idea. Okay. They just that, made it a little. That unclear. would be. I would. I would call that a, a misstep. Yeah, because yeah. it certainly implies that they're on the holodeck. Yeah, which is like, well, wait a minute. This is like. That's a whole other thing. But it's now. but it's like in the but in the in the book, like they're genetically spliced with the dead tributes, so they have yeah. like their faces and their eyes okay. and it's like, wait, is that supposed to be 
the tributes were were brought back to life as these creatures, or they're genetically spliced <laughs> together, or, what, or they're werewolves. Like, what is going on? In the, the, I, I was saying, I'm like, that's the moment I was like, shut up, book. Like, <laughs> now you're just making shit now up you're as just, you go. He's making it up as she goes, yeah. dog. And that, and that's, I think, where the world building of of this kind of breaks down yeah. to a point. It's like, okay, there's. You really don't. You did not create the consistent playbook yeah. that you're playing by here. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You, you, you're reading. And you're like, I don't feel like you got a story bible that you're working from. Yes, exactly. I feel like you're just coming up with. I stuff saw a dog can. with a Tribune's face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Put that in. There. Yeah, and the effects I thought were great. I mean, I thought the, the effects the, were good. I thought yeah. the animation on the dogs was yeah. very good. Yeah, I agree with that. And they got away with a lot just by doing most of the shots of the dog. Like they did the rest of the movie. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, there a, were a pan over the course of half a second. Here, there, there were some great. You were talking about the directing. I, I was like, there's some really great moments of subtlety, and then some moments of unsubtlety that mm. frustrated me. Like there was a moment early on where, um, where she's talking to her sister, and she's like, "You can, you, you know, the sister's crying. She's like, you can win. You, you know how to hunt.'" And she goes, right. "Yeah, exactly." And then she gets this look on her face where she's like, "Yeah, but." I'm going to be hunting people. And there's just like this one moment where she's like, yeah, it's totally fine. And then just her face <laughs> yeah. falls as she realizes the implication of what she's talking about. And I was like, and it just goes really quickly. But I was like, wow, that's really, that's and, really cool. But then, but then the very next scene, she's talking to Gail and, and he's like, you know how to hunt. Yeah. Animals. It's no different Katniss. I'm like, we just got that. We just and it. we got it in a look. You shouldn't yeah. have, that's the same beat. By twice. The way, and I, we also have to talk about this before we move on, but go ahead. I, I was, well, maybe it's going to be the same thing, but uh, you know, um, I was really not having not seen Winter's Bone. It's a movie that's always been like, yeah. you know, and she was nominated for, uh, you know, was she nominated for an Oscar? Supporting Oscar. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's the lead actress. She's the lead actress of it. Um, I think the movie largely hangs on yes. her. Yeah. Her performance Absolutely. is fantastic. Whatever you think of the movie, she's she carries that movie. Yeah, she sells it. Yeah, and she has to. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's like defining and, and there are people like quibble about the casting, like, well, she's she's you know, she's not skinny. It's like, well, you can get a skinny and this will bring me to another topic that I want to get into, but but uh, you know, you can cast a skinny girl, but she better act. Yeah. You know, it's like when she comes yeah, you know, she comes in the door and like uh Jennifer Lawrence, uh, the Oscar nominee, um Gave a pretty good read. Well, she's not skinny enough. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, the Oscar nominee, <laughs> gave a really good read, and she's going to be in every frame of this movie. You're going to you know veto her because she's not skinny enough. Um, uh, there are producers who would. Yeah, producers would, they're... and there are audience members who would too, yeah. who, who object to it. And then... yeah, well, there are audience members who were upset that the black characters were still black in the movie. You racist fucks. And there so... was, well, they were, <laughs> they were surprised they were black because they didn't read that they were. Black, yeah, right. Even though it says it's dark a... skin, and it's like yeah. Oh, well, that pretty much implies. But yeah, that was a whole other thing that happened that was fantastic. But anyway, you were you were going to say well the thing. The aspect that we haven't talked about is the fact for this incredibly strong situation of oh you're going to have to be forced to kill all of these you know people all these fellow children. She doesn't really actually ever have to make any kind of hard decisions about whether or not to kill. That's that's it's actually that's, funny for me. I mean that's the real like that's the real failure. That's the real Hunger Game. <laughs> that's <laughs> the real failure of potential on like okay you're telling this story and you're if you're going to say something thematically it's about okay. You're being forced to participate in this horrible system, and your only your only other choice is to not participate at all and kill yourself. In, in wa- in, what do you do? Yeah, in watching the the whole thing uh, yesterday, I actually, in part because you know we have these conversations a lot, but I, I found myself sitting back and just kind of admiring the way they crafted that. To be like, okay, she's in a situation where she has to kill people, but we can't have her just murdering people because she's supposed to be the hero and that'll never fly in a Hollywood movie. So, like, the ways that they got around that, it's yeah. like, well, she yeah. she kills she kills a guy in self-defense mm-hmm. is, the, is the only guy that she directly she, kills. The guy who saves her, it's like, well, we got to kill him at some point right. so he dies off screen. Yeah, right. She and uses like, the tracker jackers, yeah. but that's, you know, that's kind of a, a the distancing factor yeah. there. Right. I mean, I, I was okay with that because it implied... You know, the, the implication was you can win the game by hiding in the woods and waiting till everyone else is dead. Right. You know, you could you could do that. You could literally let, let the, you know, there could be two of you and you just wait to see who starves first. Right. I mean, you could do it that way. It's called the Hunger Games for a reason. So she was playing the long game. She, yeah. would, as they said, you know, don't go right to the cornucopia. That's a trap. Yeah. You know, half half the crew is going to go down because they're going to go for the stuff. And this and the, you know, the, the tough ones are going to are going to slaughter them. So she was playing the, you know, the long ball game where she was like, I'm going to go live in a tree for 
for as long <laughs> as it takes, you know. And and of course, then you get the the sense of, you know, again, that's that's okay for a while, but after a while, the puppet masters are going to go. We got to get her out of that yeah. tree. This is not good television. Right. We better set the forest on fire. Yeah, yeah. and and. Uh, from an in-world standpoint, I, I see that and I understand that. But you know, dramatically, the, you want to make the strongest dramatic choices you possibly can. And so the strongest dramatic choice is to put her in a situation where she has to decide whether or not she's going to kill Rue or not. And show me that. Show me that scene. Because mm-hmm. that is a fucking scene to see. And the movie is very careful about, like you say, gliding around any kind of situation that even comes close to that. Yeah, the movie is not... This was never a movie that was going to have those kind of balls, I think. Because, yes. Well, I mean, and that's, the, the, and that's I, true. And I think, and I think, I think the balls it has are pretty yeah. surprising for a motion picture. I was, I was honestly, I'm okay with that. I was honestly thinking the same thing. The cornucopia scene, which you don't see very much, you see some splashes of blood and the shaky cam. I feel like, I feel like the whole movie was shaky cam, almost designed just to justify that scene being and in so shaky you can cam, have so the they violence can get away and not showing it. It's totally so that you was, get the PG thirteen right. Rating. And it was totally, but but it was. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not used to this being right next to my face. Um, he broke his nose. The uh, he's out. There's only three left. Yeah, but I was, but I was, Bong. yeah, <laughs> boom, the cannon. Um, but I was, I was actually thinking the same thing. I'm like, even though they're dodging around the violence and stuff like that, I'm still going. I kind of can't believe this movie got made. I, yeah. Even as popular as the books were, I kind of can't believe I'm watching this right now. That, that, and it was a major motion picture that's, released that's by That's what kept studio. me going. Was like, they, wow, this, <laughs> this is a movie that exists in the world of. Um, and can I? Can I, um, unless someone has uh, anything else uh, very pointed to say about Hunger Games, can I segue into a topic that, in my mind, is very connected? Sure. Um, which is that... Uh, are, are we done on Hunger Games? Well, I was we, just we always see. come back to it, but I... Sure, yeah. yeah. But, Go ahead, Trey. But uh, the idea is like, first, two, two things. First of all, um, for, for, for several uh, months, I really felt like, uh, you know, I was waking up in the morning and there was like somebody leaning over my bed going, Hunger Games is coming out. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Thank you. I know. Um, and just like, just like. And, and then, then Andy Dick walked to the next boat. And then someone would, someone would push, push that person out of the way. And Avengers as well. Yes, I am aware that the Avengers is coming out. The Avengers hype is, and you guys know this, the Avengers hype is so pervasive that I thought it came out three weeks ago. And I was shocked to find, because the hype cannot get any louder. It can't physically become any more hyped than it is. It's like, there's still a month before that fucking movie comes out. It's like it may be a great movie. I just wanted to be out so I can <laughs> stop hearing about how what a great movie it's going to be. I'll probably even watch it. I'll probably even like it. But please stop advertising it to me. I got it. But um, Hunger Games was great. Um, this other thing, uh, this movie came out called John Carter. Anybody hear about that? Oh <laughs> yeah, yes. This uh, yeah, yeah. this John, John Carter. Carter movie came out. Is that um, the uh, is that the way you could have fucked up Hunger Games? Is make it this John, deep think John piece Carter with bright like, John and... Carter is everything you could have done wrong in the Hunger Games all in one tidy package, um, right up and including uh, right up including uh, promotion. Well, the mistake is, like, the mistake one of the mistakes John Carter made was assuming that it was the Hunger Games in a sense because yeah. everyone knows about the that Hunger it, Games. Yeah. The Hunger Games is is prevalent. Everyone's kind of read it or they've seen yeah. someone on it's the like bus Harry, reading Harry it. Harry Potter, they, Twilight. You've got the audience. Yeah, right. The the teenage audience, the teenage audience for John Carter died. Yeah. <laughs> they, they died of old age. Yeah, you know you have to build that audience back. They, they're not they, there. They fought in Korea. Exactly. They fought in Korea, and they're in nursing homes now. If they're alive at all. Yeah. Uh, that's that's was one major. Am I the only one in the room who even saw John Carter? I saw it. No, I saw it. Oh, okay. I all didn't right, see it because. Meh. Yeah, exactly. It's Cowboys and Aliens. The uh, uh, John Carter for me goes on that very special shelf. With Attack of the Clones and Transformers. <gasps> I forgot to watch while I was watching. <laughs> wow. Apparently there's a scene where he fights a big monkey. I couldn't tell you about that scene. Yeah. I was I was organizing my sock drawer in my head at that point. <laughs> at the, at, oh yeah, and it, it, it took it took me ten seconds to call <laughs> yeah, that scene up in my head. It's, on a, it's, it's like on, it's like when you're reading a book yeah. and your brain starts drifting, but you, your eyes keep moving, and then you yeah. realize you haven't read the last two yes, paragraphs. I've, I've read the same page ten times. Now. Yeah, um, and then I did that with John Carter. Actually, the apparently book. there was a big battle at the end. I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened, but apparently yeah. the the guy with the muscles won. Um, and <laughs> that's a oh boy, is that a movie that just you know just doesn't. That's a movie that I just went, okay, what? And it's not because it was fantastic, crazy. I mean, you know, Edgar Rice Burroughs, I know what I'm in for. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting, you know, Princess of Mars. I know the story. I know the deal. I know what it's about. Just bring me that movie. And it's like, um, I have to say that the for me, the very first problem with John Carter um, is they hired the guy for the costume. Mm. That lead actor. Yeah. 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 
does he have a face? Does it do anything? I don't remember what he... He, he has a face. There's just nothing behind There's the just face. nothing. It doesn't move. It, well, yeah. and it's, it's kind of pinched. Like, yeah, it's not exactly. A very, but, uh, and, then they, was... and then they did him no favors by introducing his character in a way that I think they meant f- to be funny. Yeah. In I actually... In the sense that they... I, I see it's, it was like it was I saw like, his escape attempt I thought they were funny I thought yeah. the escape attempts well, I th- were funny I, I, th- I, I thought too. they were funny it is it's like okay that's funny if I felt like that was a person right I would kind of get it but it's like what is he who, he's angsty he's an angsty civil war yeah. veteran who wants gold yeah I guess that's a bu- not primal, right? Not primal. A, bu- uh, a, a buddy of mine wrote a, <laughs> a pretty long uh, a blog post that you can probably find just by googling it because I don't know, or it's on threatquality.com, but it's called John Carter, Sad Hero of Mars, <laughs> <laughs> and it's about it's yeah. about how in, instead of like giving pe- giving characters character now, they ju- you just make them sad and angsty about yeah. something, and that's supposed to replace because you're you're I mean you compared it to Cowboys and Aliens, same exact thing. Yeah. Dude's sad because his wife got abducted or whatever, and he's looking for gold now. It's yeah. like it l- literally is the same yeah. thing, and it's like there's so many characters where it's just oh they're so sad, he's, and he's like Indiana Jones wasn't fucking sad about <laughs> shit all the time. We didn't need yeah. that. We didn't need yeah. to have flashbacks to his dead wife to mm. to be connected with him as a person and enjoy spending time with this character. In fact, because we didn't, we enjoyed watching him. And yeah. and but now you've got you know all the Vin Diesel characters and all this stuff, and it's it's. It's, it's just stop and just just <laughs> yeah. make him a person and make him fun to watch. They understand that the the muscle guys can't actually act, so right. they just like well make him sad. That way he'll be quiet most of the time. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of lines. Yeah, and now, that's I, a weird. Th- I, I, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how about next time you cast for like personality because. Because a dude with personality, you yeah. can you can get him the muscles. Now, well, a dude with muscles, right. you're not going to be able to get yeah, him his, the personality. It, it, right. Now, now and, and secondarily, also 250 million. I just I don't know how you do that. You yeah, know, it's like I don't. Yeah, I don't really. know where where did that go? How do you how do, why couldn't that movie be 150 million? The way I, the way I always approach that kind of question when I'm thinking about numbers that big is I go, okay, could you have done John Carter for 20 million? No, no, 40. God, that's twice, Not the that's same twice, story, that's twice as but, much. Shit, yeah. that's a lot of money. Okay. No. Okay. 80? Double it again. 80? 80, yeah. No. I think 80. Yeah, 80 that's you about right. Start to that's, do it. that's sucker punch realm. Not as okay. so, big, but double you can do it. Yes. Double it again. 160? Yes. Yeah, yeah probably. You can't, we're, you, we're overhead now. We're gravy. You have to, All right, add another third. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I mean, I mean, you can't necessarily make that exact same movie, but that movie could, was the wrong. But movie you could to make, make a John Carter movie yes. and knock yeah. it out of the park. Now, do you want my, my, my thing was, I, you know, obviously, I'm a huge Mars. I love Mars, and I will watch anything that takes place on Mars, regardless of quality. You spent two hundred. I watched Veronica Mars. I got three seasons in before I realized Enrico Colantoni wasn't on that planet. I, I watched Mars. <laughs> I watched Life on Mars, and I was really pissed. <laughs> um, but they, you spent two hundred fifty million dollars making a movie ostensibly set on Mars, and every frame looks like Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I get there's a lot of spots on actual real Mars that look like Utah. So sure, yeah, go nuts. But you spent two hundred fifty million dollars. You can. You can do something. <laughs> you can that, make the rocks a little oranger. Yeah, you can make the <laughs> you, sky you, a little red. Yeah, you can show me something that doesn't actually exist on planet Earth for $250 million. Blue and sky the, on Mars, huh? And there was, there was nothing in all of John Carter that gave me that sensation. Now, do you want to know, know something sad? I talked to a friend of mine who uh, worked on the project. Um, I worked on the 3D conversion. But, oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw it. In, oh, well, I was going to say, and the 3D sucked ass. No, um, well, it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> Other people did it. I didn't want to do it. They made yeah. me do it. They held um, the gun in my head. It was just kind of like it was <laughs> no, annoying. No, it's fine. As, I'm not, as opposed know. to another 3D movie I saw this week that was awesome uh, with 3D. But, get to? but the um, a friend of mine worked on the movie, and uh, like like happens to all of us, you know, you work really hard on a movie. It turns out to be John Carter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I talked to him just uh, the other day, and I, I you know, he, he said that he said that he knew building up. He's like, he, he literally, he's he's highly placed enough that he could actually call the producers and go, guys, no one knows your movie exists. Yeah. No one. I talked to my friends, and they go, John Carter, the. the, the when did you do that? Did you make that? Is that coming out? Yes, in two weeks it's coming out. <laughs> he was like, they, they, "What's what's going on with the ad campaign? No one knows this movie exists." Um, the other thing, though, is he told me behind. I said he asked me what I thought, and I said I thought there was some great stuff in it. I thought some of it was very fun and you know the exactly the kind of pulpy, entertaining I wanted. Um, I said I you know I know you're going to tell me the guy's your best friend now, but I I really think the lead could have been so much stronger. That's a that's a big issue with me. Um, and he said, uh, and I said, I, but I recognize that you need someone who can wear the loincloth. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know who wanted to do it? You know who wanted to do that movie? Oh. 
Tom Cruise was dying to huh. play John Carter of Mars. Wow. Sold. Now you got a movie. Yeah. Sold. Can you imagine that? That would have opened that, so hard. Yeah. yeah. That would have opened so hard. And Tom and, Cruise and doing he that. just he just did Mission Impossible 4, and his shirt is off for a portion yeah. of that. For and another Pixar director. Yeah. He works really well with the Pixar directors. Yeah, he can totally and, handle the shirt off. Sequences. Still. Yeah. I was just, there's 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 your movie that put that on the list of things that might have been. And John Carter of Mars starring Tom Cruise. And he was more I mean, he would have been more appropriate because I'm looking at at uh Taylor. I almost said Swift. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Hackford. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And of, all, of all names for that guy to have, Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. I'm, I'm, I'm watching him and I'm going, I don't believe for a second that you're a crusty old fucking yeah, <laughs> like no, a Civil no, War. I don't think you know what the Civil War is. Yeah. I don't uh, think. Yeah. But, but um, then, when you live in L.A., you, um, well, when you live anywhere in the United States, at least, I can't speak to how it works in Guam, but there's, there's billboards and stuff. But when you live in L.A., the city is almost literally wallpapered with yeah. ads on a rotating yeah. basis. Constantly. It's like Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> now, bear in mind, I, I I don't know what the movie Tower Heist is. I just know that I had oh. to see billboards for it. I just watched that movie. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's a topic for another we'll time. We'll get there. But <laughs> don't even the get thing. me started. <laughs> you, you, there's some really fucking... If, you wanna, if you're interested in advertising or that kind of thing, if, if you're the, the idea of how you convey an idea in a simple graphic, it's, a, it's an art. It's a, it's a weird art, but it's an interesting thing. And there's genius shit. There's this one really tall, skinny building in, uh, in the Hollywood area. I think it's around Gower and Sunset or so. Man. And it's this big glass building, and they had a billboard on it. And it's about 30 feet wide and about 170 feet tall. Really, really vertical-oriented thing. And it's just this big white thing, and at the bottom you see the cutout madman guy falling. Oh, so it's nice. like he falls, and it's like that's fucking advertising. That's I even know what it is because I know what Mad Men is. Right now, the John uh, Car- although unfortunately, if you don't, because I saw that billboard everywhere, I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's the Mad yeah. Men guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did the same thing yeah. at first. Now but, the thing uh, with the John Carter posters is, it's a red thing with a silhouetted guy with four arms. John Carter. John Carter. <laughs> he has four arms. Who is John Carter? He's the yeah. goddess Kali. It's like, that was the, that was. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know what posters you make for John Carter Mars. I don't know if you just do strews and Star Warsy shit or something just to make it look like well, a big ropey yeah, fantasy. Or, there. The yeah. problem, I, I yeah, because the the issue was according to several articles from people who were in the know, um, Andrew Stanton was convinced that that John Carter. He know, grew. He grew up, he grew up on it. So he he, he he grew up on it. So he thought yeah. John Carter was like Darth Vader. He's like, you show a silhouette of Tars Tarkas, people are gonna flip their shit. <laughs> like the like if you if you put up a billboard with Darth Vader silhouette. You don't have and to say, say coming soon. You don't have to say anything. Everyone just goes, "Oh fuck!" You know. He thought that's how John Carter was. <laughs> well, yeah, for people. but Santa and doesn't he control the, the advertising. No, he did. Uh-huh. That, that's really? The, yes, that's he the did. Issue. That it's, was one of you his. For, you forget Pixar runs Disney. Yeah, Pixar is so now the creative. So part of his that's part of his leverage for doing John Carter was he insisted on having a huge hand in the marketing. So it was all him. There, there is well, not all him, but I mean, he, you know, he didn't cut the trailers, huh? I don't know. Well, not personally, but he no, he but he he had approval, and that that's the issue that they. And if you if you actually watch the trailers, there, there's a there's an article Nobody that goes goes on at length. Okay. He made the he made the choice to do the exactly wrong thing, where he's like, I don't want to talk about what it inspired. I don't want to use the Pixar pedigree to sell it. I just want to show <laughs> John Carter. And everyone's gonna be totally on board. And it's like, dude. Well, now see, here's the thing. I like here's world. the thing though. Yeah. I like the instinct. Uh-huh. I like the, but that's not this project, man. I'm yeah. sorry. Now the other thing is, did you guys see that there, there was a fan edited trailer? Did you see this? I did. It came out and, and it was it was coverage like on io9 and on HitFix and Ain't Cool. They're all like, "Fucking what? What?" Because all the trailers have been really just sort of. Well, yeah. If, if, if you actually want, you know, and then part, of, guy, part of this article, they're like, "Okay, here's the first trailer, and this is the issue: is it's there's no action, it's just a stagnant." Tepid piece of sh- yeah, just, it's, just, it's tepid is a great word for it. And then the, the the people behind the marketing are understanding the train wreck that is happening around <laughs> them, and they go, oh, f- oh fuck! So they make a second trailer that com- the pendulum just swings in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> Meanwhile, some everything explodes. Some yeah. fan guy for I think it was like a John Carter fan site or something, or at least <laughs> operating under their banner. To, I, I think he must have just assembled stuff from like extra clips and the trailers themselves and created a fan trailer that's like, I want to see that movie right now. And it was just the middle ground. It was just the, the it was the Tron Legacy trailer. It was here's a guy, here's his problem, here's what's going on, here's the world, here's the montage, here's the title. And you watch it and you're like, 
Fuck yes. Right. Well, that's, Fuck yes. that's why every trailer is built like that, because <laughs> yeah. it works. Right. <laughs> but they tried, anyway. to, they tried to like invent new ways of trailering, and the, yeah. that's not how you do it, apparently. Well, uh, no. and the, other, uh, the other problem is that, that... And the movie was bad, too, right? They're Pixar. Uh, the, yeah. They break new yeah. ground. And sometimes they fall right into the hole the, they've created. The movie wasn't great. It made some good choices in terms of adapting the source material. Because in the source, it's totally just like, he's just on Mars. There's no justification <laughs> yeah. at all. He just walks out of a cave. He's in a cave. And he walks out of the cave. And he looks up in the sky. And he sees a red dot. And he's like, huh, that's Mars. And then he's on Mars. That's <laughs> it. And it's never explained otherwise. So they actually they actually went in and went, okay, there are wizards. <laughs> there yeah. are wizards who travel through space. Yeah. And P- played by, of course, Mark Strong. Oh, my God. That made me so happy. It had to be Mark Strong. <laughs> he's another guy. Just like Stanley Tucci. I'm like, yeah. Mark Strong's in it. Done. Yeah. In. Let's I, do this. I saw two movies this week he's in he's in both of them for fuck's sake uh actually the casting other than the lead the casting is pretty amazing yeah it's like it's like the cast of rome fighting the cast of the wire <laughs> with, with mark strong on as, as like a god floating overhead and walter white just kind of standing yeah. off to the side yeah and mark well, the mark strong character is apparently from like the third or fourth book i didn't get that far i only read the first one but um but yeah so they made some good choices like that but it was still like I understand the defense, and I was the same way I did with Avatar, where people were like, oh, it's, you know, fucking dances with wolves. I'm like, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That, that's the template. And, yeah, and that's that, fine. And, show me the details. Yeah, and then I saw it. And it's I like wasn't, people say, you know, Hunger Games is Battle Royale. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's go see that yeah. movie. Sounds good. I, you know, it's like, and then, then you see it, and maybe I'm not impressed, but in principle, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. And so it was the same thing when people were like, oh, that looks like, you know, Attack of the Clones, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. But it came first, so there's that. Um, and I was the one saying, yeah, but it came first. It didn't rip those off. It's yeah. doing the thing. But at the same time, it... You have when to be you, aware of that. When you ma- yes, exactly. When right. you make the movie, when you make this movie, after all the other ones have ripped it off, you have the benefit of looking at <laughs> the other ones and going, okay, I won't do it that way. So, like, if you're going to have a big fight in the desert planet arena... I appreciate that there can't be that many different ways to design a desert planet arena so it doesn't look like Attack of the Clones. But you spent $250 million. I bet you can hire the one guy who can figure it out. <laughs> they probably hired the same guy. Yeah, exactly. You know you know, who had no problem of, of doing Princess of Mars and advertising that it was the inspiration for Avatar? Asylum. They did Princess of Mars yep. like eight yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know, they were like... <laughs> For the inspiration for Avatar, that's right there on the poster. Yeah, it, it's fine to it's it's fine to say okay, well, our source material came before all of that, and that's totally valid. But that's the source material. Yeah. That's not the movie you're making. <laughs> exactly. The movie you're making is still coming after all of that. Yeah, so and now you have you, to know that. Yeah, so so now you're you're like those other movies stood on the shoulders of your source material. So how about you stand on the shoulders of those movies rather than going back to the source material and then going, no, uh, <laughs> like that's <laughs> not like, the way to do and, it. And trying to push them off. <laughs> yeah, of the shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. Now, shall we, uh, shall we wrap it up? We're at 57. I don't know. Uh, we got uh, why why, why don't we do the, the like Our little show and tell, the thing? little show and tell thing, little cool things that happened this week okay. thing. Do, well, do we have anything else to say on John Carter or Hunger Games? Uh, no, I, I think we. Bummer. I think this was our conversation. Yeah. I think this was, our, this was our conversation about John Carter and its advertising foibles. I want to actually see the movie, and then maybe we'll do like a post mortem when it comes out on DVD, so I can see it because okay. I don't think it's even in theaters now. But I do want to. I, I want to analyze the shit out of that. I want to figure out what the fuck happened with the movie itself. Not even the. Not oh, even maybe the that's worth the comments. Maybe we do that in Cowboys and Aliens in, in some Ooh. sort of a thing. Oh my god! As a, oh, that's excruciating. Double feature. I know, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, but the cool thing that I saw this week was just that Pet Cemetery 2 is on Netflix, y'all. <laughs> you don't even have to watch the movie. Just watch the first five minutes watch to see Trey Stokes minutes, kill someone. Watch me kill an actor. I didn't know you were on actually in screen. it. No. Actually, yeah, yeah. On screen. On screen. He, he's the guy that looks like Trey Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> Trey the Amazing Stokes? Yeah. Trey the Amazing Stokes. Trey the Long... You didn't even have a ponytail. You look... You look different. Yeah, without, I, without, I didn't, have the, didn't have the goatee either. So. Oh, that's part of it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's Trey... Unplugged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trey, Trey Babyface Stokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I just I saw that and I was I didn't obviously I didn't watch the whole fucking movie because no way. But uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I don't like Edward Furlong. I wasn't about to watch that thing. Although I don't know if they were going for pathos. I think they were, but it was kind of funny when she was vibrating, dying. Yeah. It, it was it's just hard to do electrocution and not have it be sure, yeah. amusing in a way. <laughs> I mean, they did it in Almost Famous, and it was just sort of he he grips, he shit, and he he pops off. They did it in Jurassic Park. And that was funny, but that's just because Sam Neill can't say three. One, two, three. Oh, well, he doesn't vibrate. He just no, pops he just off like, the fence. Yeah. Well, yeah. That and, was funny. <laughs> that was funny. It was. Yeah. When the kid goes, pew! 
<laughs> I always thought that was yeah, hilarious. My favorite part. It's a perfect parabola. Look and at I that. Woke up and he was on Social Network. Anyway, check out Pet Cemetery <laughs> Two on Netflix. In the first five minutes, you'll see Trey grab a lady's boobs with with skeleton robot hands. Yes. And then, you know, kill her. Spoiler. Yeah. For the, for the title sequence. Wait, what is that movie? <laughs> Wait a second. I'm like, <laughs> Sounds, I saw, now you're intrigued. Yeah. That's how you advertise a movie, people. <laughs> I saw well because I because I know Pet Cemetery one, and then yeah. I'm like, wait, there's cyborgs in the sequel. What is That's, this? You'll just have to watch. I guess. I guess I will see it now. On Edward Furlong brought a piece of a T1000 back. Yeah, <laughs> back to Pet it's Cemetery too. It's a whole crossover shared universe business thing. <laughs> Brian Science Finifter. Uh, I, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, was scavenging the local blockbuster that was going out of sale and nabbed uh, both... Was that the one that's on Lancashire over there? Because they had the sign that said, yeah. this blockbuster is closing. <laughs> this no, this one is closing. They they literally have a oh, sign in, in black and yellow, big Oh, banner. they always have the ones. Just, just this one, though, guys. Yeah, that's, that, the sign literally says... The store closing this location only, which is hilarious because the one across the street from me is the one on on Lancashire. But then there's the one on Ventura, not half a mile away. That is all, that yeah, also has gone out of business and has the exact yeah. same sign on it. Don't panic, our investors. It's <laughs> yeah. just this one. That's exactly the what that investors sign is the says. one going close those goddamn. Things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you were you were picking so anyways, through the bodies. So I was picking through the bodies of Blockbuster, and I uh, nabbed for a great price uh, Brick and Brothers Bloom, which are Ryan Johnson's first two movies. Ryan Johnson is uh, doing. Uh, Looper, which Looper, is coming out yeah. soon and it's uh, getting a lot of great buzz. But um, we actually, I don't know if you even remember, but we went to see uh, Brothers Bloom. It's like preview screening at the New Bev a long time ago when it came out. I didn't go. Okay. I know <laughs> Chad. That might have been Chad. Yeah. Well, I know uh, Chad and I definitely were. I, I remember anyway. seeing the trailer, but not seeing the movie. Chad uh, does a lot of those. I, yes. saw, I saw Children of Men at a preview screening. Okay. I uh, saw Ted with Chad a few months ago. Yes. Anyway, my, my recommendation is to go out and. <laughs> Trey, what'd you see with Chad? <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Brothers we watched Bloom. a couple porns yeah. together. Go, go out and get Brothers Bloom because Brother, Brothers Bloom is a fantastic movie that nobody knows about. And Looper is going to come out, and I hope at least Looper is going to be a big thing. So if you watch Brothers Bloom and or Brick now, you can say, "Oh yeah, I was totally into Ryan Johnson before he was big." Oh yeah, have you seen Brothers Bloom? Oh it's yeah, awesome. yeah. How many oh yeah. Have How have you not seen Brothers Bloom yet? That actually reminds me. Uh, in, t- in terms of movies that you look on the shelf and you go, "That sounds." stupid and you never look at you've always kind of heard maybe about it but not ever wanted to check it out go back and watch lucky number 11 speaking of stanley tucci that one's all right they do they it, do it some... goes well with kiss kiss bang bang for me yeah they do some interesting stuff it's, uh, it's just uh, fun right, and plus right. everyone's in it you got morgan freeman you got kingsley you got lucy Liu playing the best manic pixie dream girl ever i totally thought that that movie that just came out red was a sequel to lucky number 11 <laughs> it's got like yeah, the same cast yeah. anyway same vibe dork man what was cool in this week in dork man i I've been working on a big project, so I've been, like, just submerged. So I wasn't really paying attention to a lot of stuff when Trey came up with, like, the show-and-tell idea. I was like, that's a great idea. I got nothing this week. <laughs> uh, so um, Game of Thrones. Game yeah. of Thrones came Game back. Game of Thrones. Yeah. New season of yeah. Game um, of Thrones, guys. <laughs> so there's there's that. I saw that. Slaughtering it looks, babies. Who doesn't love that? It looks like it's good. Yeah, it looks like it's just like the first season. First season's out on Blu-ray, number one. Um, for all those people who were like, well, I want it because I deserve it, but bleh. Um, it's out. You can pay <laughs> it for exists, it now. so I should so, have it. Yeah, exactly. So if By you, the way, did uh, you notice in the, in the advertising for uh, Game of Thrones right before the show went on, they were like, now you can get it on Xbox and PS2 and you can get it yeah. everywhere. It's like, you guys saw that comic, didn't you? Well, no, because you can only get that if you're signed up for HBO for Live H- or whatever if, it's called. If you have a subscription HBO to Go. HBO, you get a free subscription to HBO Go. But you can't just sign up and say, I want it. It's not like Hulu Plus. Oh, darn. You can't just say, I want to pay eight bucks a month for HBO Go. Yeah. You have sure. to have HBO and you have to have a cable package Which to get if, HBO. if they had, I would totally spend that. I'd totally do that, but the cable company is going, no. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so can we pay-per-view it? Yeah. They, Anything? They, <laughs> nope. iTunes, something. But, uh, but Game of Thrones is awesome and I was... I'm very excited, having read the books that are that are out and and kind of knowing what goes on in in uh, the the second book. Just just the f- opening, I was like, oh, they're doing some smart stuff. The way they're like <laughs> yeah. combining scenes together and characters, yeah. and for some for some weird reason, I was surprised in a good way because the 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 episode actually builds to like a climax for yeah. the episode to lead into the like a to be continued type right. of thing, and it's like. I don't remember the previous show. I, I remember like something big happening at the end, but I don't remember it being like, oh shit, you guys, you know, <laughs> right. it's really going to go down uh, now. And uh, in this one, I was like, wow, it's like they're really crafting it and like telling a story and being like, here's where we're going next. And, yeah, you and- can, that's, that's, that's what I got from watching the 
first episode of the second season like you're are you're you're finally starting to see the bounds of this story yeah you're, you're starting to see the edges of the arena right. that everybody is playing in and how they're gonna start well well see you think you are <laughs> but then, oh, I'm but sure. then three oh. or four episodes in uh, that someone's gonna blow a hole in the wall yeah. <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just mostly waiting for season two to be over because season three is the one i want yeah. if they're gonna keep to one book per season uh, they actually they actually said that starting with book three they're gonna probably have to start splitting it up into multiple seasons yeah. per book just, just to, well just to give martin time to finish the goddamn thing yeah. otherwise <laughs> they're gonna you know say say what you will about harry potter but at least she kept writing yeah you know? it's like so they, were, they were able to get to the end they almost hit that wall though yeah they came close <laughs> oh we'll make the last movie two movies uh, yeah that's how we'll do it and this week in trey uh titanic 3d if you haven't seen this titanic movie yeah um, i am the one about the airplane it is it's about a big plane crash the place that um, worked the place that worked on john carter did titanic 3d and uh, from what what the same. stuff i saw from titanic 3d Amazing. It's it's the first 3D movie I've seen that I didn't hate the fact that I was watching it in right. 3D. As as I tweeted, you know, I, I watched it uh, yesterday, and it was the first 3D movie that I forgot I was watching 3D while I was watching it. It's really it's really well done, and I, it's it, I don't think it has anything to do with the technique because obviously it was the same technique right. that just work harder on it. It's just that well, it's 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 how it was applied. Yeah, it was applied certain ways. It really was effective, and in certain ways, it was like you know, a couple times I took my glasses off. To go, I don't even see two images on the screen right, right now. This is this isn't even in 3D. This part, and that was a good choice. Did uh, they do 3D conversions on like the old footage, the really old stuff, like at the docks? No, that that stayed flat. Oh darn, that would have been interesting. So I want to see really, I want to see old Civil War footage. I thought that was a good creative choice because that's supposed to be a flat movie. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be an old movie. But then what actually happens is then when it comes uh, first place, where it's real striking is when you're in the sub with uh, with Bill Paxton, where the the foreground is so compressed, it's like you really felt like you're in a tiny ball. It's like yeah. you really felt like this is a tiny little space. And then it's just selling the selling the massiveness of the Titanic when you get to it, there's some shots that are very impressive in 3D. Um, but overall, the, the the thing about me, you know, I've seen we've done the movie on Down in Front. I told said then that I've you know I've watched it easily a dozen times on video. I know the movie by heart, um, and I was really curious to see it in a big screen on a big in a theater again. And I loved it, and it was fantastic. And uh, I saw it with a very small audience. There weren't a lot of people that was like I saw it like Thursday night. It was open. There was like literally twenty people in the audience. But in front of me, right in front of me was um, <laughs> twenty people in the audience, and people are right in front of me. Naturally, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, was a uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was a father daughter. The girl was like, she looked like about 16. Mm-hmm. They came and sat down. So I'm pretty sure, you know. She'd never seen it before. Never and, seen yeah. it before. And there were two teenage girls who were down the way as well. And uh, part of the joy for me was, was enjoying the Was movie. watching them cry. Yes. <laughs> listening to them like go gasp and laugh and cry. When Jack died, spoiler, they they audibly sobbing, you know. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, did, God damn you, movie. You know, you you still got it. Yeah. That's when I, 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 the show I was at, the audience literally just broke out into applause at the end. Yeah. Oh, cool. If you haven't seen Titanic, it's a good movie. Yeah. You should go. I want to, I, I, I've been saying, like, I don't, like 3D, but I'm like, there are some movies that I'm planning to see. I'm gonna check out Titanic 3D. I'm gonna, you know, when The Hobbit comes out, I'm gonna check that out. It's like, I want to see Titanic 3D. Cool. Anyway, so this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Sometimes it's this kind of thing. Sometimes it's commentaries. That's what we're known for, you know? Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Emails at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Register. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's a wonderful community. And we're just about to start up the second big community project. So check that shit out. See if you want to be involved. Uh, Holden Hill designed to maintain the website. Matt Feta Veda. I miss you, man. <laughs> I, just, I just miss you so much. Uh, and let's see. Buy our shirts. He's not give dead. us give us money he's for just, pizza. He's not actually dead. No, so that people aren't like, wait, what, what happened to Matt Veda? Yeah. <laughs> Buy our shirts, give us money for pizza. Thank you for the donations at the PayPal button. As a result of the donations, we have very real mic holders that give us the opposite of very real scoliosis. So he's thank you right for here. that. Yeah. Microphone. Yeah, anyway, so until Someone next week. A tribute just died. <laughs> oh no. Until Matt next Veda. week. My name is Teed Christie. Ryan Scott. Grace Dogs. This has been down in front. Thank you much for listening. Good night, good night. Well, that was fun. That was nice. And may the odds be ever in your your favor. favor.